Hello everybody and welcome to Lace Outs Round 1 2022 Review. What a cracking weekend of football everybody and we're wrapped to have you back. Our fifth season, it is going to be big, it is going to be huge, it is going to be packed tighter than my co-host's Lycra when he's going for his 60k rides. For everybody joining us again, thank you to all our Lace Outlaws. We can't have a show without you. And if you're joining us for the first time, I'm your host, Chris Pepper, the 377-game superstar of the East Keeler Football Club and mad Melbourne man. But just like I've said before, and you may not have heard it if it's your first time, there's Tango and Cash, there's Torval and Dean, and I've got Roller Girl and Dirk Diggler, and I'm Dirk, and my roller girl, Jamie the J-Dog Wallace. He <laughs> loves his Port Adelaide. He can't stand Ken Hinckley, and he was ranked number nine for Ironman in the world one day, and he is the co-host for the most, and we're wrapped to have him back again. How are you, big fella? And commiserations for another letdown on the weekend. Uh, I'm only here so I don't get fined. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Footy's back, mate. How good is it to have the footy back? Tell me you're not excited, dogger. Well, Tell me you're not excited. It's, it's weird. I just, it was a weird, weird, weird. I felt weird having TV back on. I mean, say TV back on, footy back on the TV. I've spent a whole summer, you know, reveling in England's loss. I've been watching a bit of the tennis, a bit of the Winter Olympics, and just to feel like it's been non stop sport and we're back again. Mate, we are. Said, we're back years. again. We're years. back again. And I'll tell you what, this game is going to have more life in one hour than the test series has had in three tests over there in Pakistan. What an absolute snooze fest that has been. But we're not here to talk cricket. We're here to share the wonderful world of AFL football with sure. all of our lace outlaws out there, the greatest football community out there supporting us for five years. And, geez, we love every single one of you. All right. How did you see the weekend, mate? How did you see it? Weekend, weekend. Um, it 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 looked like a first round weekend. Uh there was there was some shocking skills on either side. No matter if you lost or won, there was some terrible football skills going on. Uh it's that weird part of the season where uh the sun's still out, the games are hot, and there were some tired boys by the end of the by the end of the games. And that was across all of the games. There were some very very tired looking boys running around. There were some tired-looking boys, and I'll tell you what, there was a few supporters who had, uh, by the end of the game, had their fill and probably haven't paced themselves as well as they should have because <laughs> towards the last 10 minutes of the final quarter at the Melbourne Bulldogs game, there was quite a few uh, gentlemen tripping over themselves and falling over their seats. So as the players sort of got back into the groove, the drinkers in the MCC, they needed to find their... Uh, they needed to find their pacing as how did you, well. How did you find Wednesday, the Wednesday night game, Peps? Mate, it was it was awesome. Yeah, In terms it. of, a, okay, from a Wednesday night perspective, don't do it again. Yeah. My grand final replay, loved it just to be at the home of football. The house that Robbie built. It was not Robbie <laughs> Williams, Robbie Flower. It was, just, it was just awesome to be at the footy. 50-odd uh, thousand, 58,000 I think they had there. It was a cracking crowd. Don't worry about what the numbers say. 70% of all Melbourne and Western Bulldogs members at the at 20th of February this year turned up to the game, I which had more are. members at the game 
than the one on Thursday night, which only had 47% of their members. Tell you what, absolute, you guys managed to turn a three-minute job into a three-hour marathon. I reckon half your member base died waiting for that flag to be unfurled and put up the bloody, up, up the, uh, the flagpole. That took forever. And you know what? It took us forever to win one, so we're going to milk it for all it's worth. But it was beautiful. And you know what? The crowds were down. Public transport, Tory, Vicky, Williams, an absolute superstar. One of our Lace Outlaws joins us every single week. Yes, she's right. The public transport to the game was a nightmare. The yeah, MCG the car park wasn't even open. You couldn't even get a bag of chips. The <laughs> chips were not even being cooked because of staff shortages. It was a nightmare, but I tell you what, when the ball was bounced, you forgot all about that and you just concentrated on watching the greatest game ever created. And personally, uh, Tori, good to have you back on your feet. Yes, it is. She is an absolute superstar. Uh, going through some COVID stuff at the moment, uh, like all of us have been, but you know what? That's why we love her. She's here every single week in the trenches just following us and uh, our thoughts are with you. Hopefully you get better soon. All right, J-Dog, let's get into it for the first time for season 2022. We're going to have a look at the ladder. And funny enough, there hasn't been much of a change from last year to this year. Okay, let's round it off. The top eight, Dad's Army, Geelong. Jeez, they were exciting. I don't know if it said more about Geelong or how putrid Essendon was. And I reckon it could have been a little bit of, Option A and a little bit of option B. But with the guys that I was with camping on the weekend, trust me, there was a lot more in the uh, Essendon bucket saying how putrid uh, they were. Yeah, Essendon was shit. Let's, not, uh, let's, not, let's call a spade a spade, Peps. Essendon was shit. Essendon was shit. Okay, uh, Melbourne in the top four, so that doesn't really change much from last year. The Hawks under Mitchie. That wasn't actually a bad game watching that with, with North. I just think North went in a bit too top hairy. Heavy. Yep. We picked it last week. The Gold Coast Suns would beat West Coast. And I've got something to talk about when it gets to that mob because someone was back to his best in that game. And I'll tell you what, if that didn't give you a bit of Chubbs Farquhar, nothing will. Hold on. The Voss, they're back. We can finally smell what they're cooking. The beautiful <laughs> green shoots have sprouted into a blossoming lawn. Calder into the eight. Sydney Swans just did their business. Collingwood and Brisbane making up the top eight. Even Fremantle, the way that they won that game on the weekend, what an absolute save against Adelaide. They didn't disgrace themselves. Your mob, Port Adelaide, you thought they were going to go down by Hunji, but they were pretty respectable, just got blown away in the last quarter. Uh, Shit Kilda, they didn't do anything. GWS, not much. Richmond, or as Carlton supporters now call them, Richmond. Uh, Wet Toast. Uh, they're down there, not the Malibon, Western Bulldogs and Essendon. So massive gap. Like I said, there's only one win or four points from 18th all the way up to 10th. Anyone can make the eight at this stage. Crazy. And anyone crazy can fight. It's a cracker of a season. This is why we love it's such a tight season so far. There's <laughs> only one game that separates top from bottom, and that's the type of season that we're looking for. Oh, very good, very good. Um, Peps, a couple of things in here. Uh, whenever I watch GWS now, I just, it just, there's nothing on that field. There's no spirit. There's nothing. I just, and even watching the games, I feel nothing towards GWS like I used to. The big, the big, big sound. Nothing, nothing anymore. 
I love the big, big sound, but there ain't no big, big sound on the big oval ground. It's just they might a be called the. They might as well not giants anymore. They're the Greater Western Sydney Munchkins. Yep. Yep. Oompa Loompa Football Club. They were putrid, almost as bad as that coffee cup that you're drinking out of right now. Yeah, there's there's no it. spirit with GWS. There's no no Toby, no GWS. Simple as that. I would say, great man. Yep. Yep. Um. Hey, Justin. Hey, Justin, jumping on the chat. Oh, Parco's back as well too. Thank goodness he didn't give any race tips on the weekend. We could have been doing this by tin cans and rope. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. Okay, now it's time for um, – you want to go and uh, spin the magnets? Uh, yep. Let's go spin the magnets. All righty. So for anybody who doesn't know, spinning the magnets is what we get into every week, and it's what the coaches do when they've got to try and – Funk it up a little bit. For the people who haven't played the game, uh, I never got my magnet spun because they always put me where it was most dangerous. And Jamie never got his magnet spun because he never played because he is a softcock. But really, we've got three, we've got two parts to this. We've got three votes, and three votes is a little bit uh, sounding like this. No. That was three votes at the end of grand final day, I will say, (laughs) (laughs) J-Dog. We still can't get it right five years in, can we? All right. Three votes. That's three votes. Andrew Demetrio giving us. Three votes. And then we've also got who's getting dragged. And to bring us back, the great man is here. We've got Rumbarassi, circa early 1980s. Haley off, So we're going to talk about the good and the bad from the weekend. Would you like me to start this one off, J-Dog? Go for it, Peps. All right. The first one I have to go to, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier when it comes to is the great man from the Gold Coast Suns, Matt Rowell. He has got no tape on him. He's back to his first couple of games. Remember when he pulled three best on grounds in his first three games? I do. Well, he's now got four best on grounds in his <laughs> first five games. He was sensational. He was He's just a man mountain. He's mm-hmm. back to his 33 posies the bloke had. And to top it off on top of that, he got Willie rioli Now, if that was anybody else from Port Adelaide, they'd be out for six weeks. If it was Clayton Oliver, Jesus. If it was Clayton Oliver. He, he, no, but the redheads, they stick together. He was bang <laughs> up like a flush, and it was just awesome. to see. He, he took the game by the scruff of the neck and showed the wet toast. This is what redheads could do. He was, he was in and under. He was outside. He was inside. Oh, he was like a, he was like a two year old kid with a bag full of raspberry lollies. He was just running around everywhere. It was awesome to see. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, you know, the last two years with the injuries and all those sorts of things, the tears we've seen that stuff. It's good to have the number one pick just come out and dominate football like he is at such a young age, and it's awesome to see him back. And can I can I go another bit? Can I give another three votes? Yeah, I'm going to give another three votes. Yeah, to the kids. Like, how good was it to see first-game players come out and just dominate from round one? Like, it just oh, got me going. Like, I'm going to throw some names out here. Josh Rochelle from Adelaide kicks mm-hmm. a bag of five. You've got Nick Dacos. Like, yep. first game, like, he's got the Dacos name behind him. He's got his brother on his field. He's got yep. the Macedonian Marvel in the stands, <laughs> and he comes out and just dominates as well too. Jack Hayes from the Saints. Who saw this coming? No. It killed it in the sample for a few years. 
finally gets his chance and was St Kilda's best player. Kept him in the game at one particular stage. Was, Probably their cheapest as well. And what? And you were talking about number ones. What about JHF Jason Horn Francis? Strong is that? Is that is, he reminds me. He reminds me of an under eighteen kid playing under tens. Yeah, like he's just got a body <laughs> that an eighteen year old shouldn't have. Yeah, you haven't even got that body at close to forty. No, I haven't. You're right. He is just, he's a man mountain. He is going to be a gun. And I think he wears number six, so that just adds a little bit more to it as well too. But it was absolutely unbelievable. And I'm going to get to one other guy very, very shortly. He's coming in on the chat thick and fast, and I'm not going to mention him just at the moment because he's going to be getting his own little special part. Well, I was was going to say. So many freshies coming in. And just having a crack around one, I don't think I've seen it like that for quite a while. Not, not the, not the, the breadth of how many there were. Yes. Um. What about, what about Willie? Willie's back, back again. That was good to see Willie Rioli back. Willie Rioli. Seasons, yeah. Calm down. No way. No. Get over it. No. no. You don't like him back. Doesn't do anything for me. Doesn't he? Doesn't no. excite you? No, it doesn't excite me. He's a thug. He's doesn't a thug. Take out people. He tries to take out people with his hip. <laughs> you know, that's, that's hey. going to be part of my getting dragged in a moment when we get to the tribunal. Well, oh, I was I was excited to have the Willie machine back after so oh, yeah? many years. He's back. You would have thought one bottle of Gatorade would have got him in so much trouble. Oh. Just, just avoid yellow Gatorade. Stick to the perp. Stick to oh, the blue Powerade. You reckon the first sign of him tampering his urine sample was when he uh, passed over the little. Cup and it looked like uh, Arctic blue, other than <laughs> yellow. There might have been something uh, that was a giveaway, uh, but he's back. He's jumping around. He's got a bit of funk. And my God, do they need as much as they possibly can over there yep. at Port Adelaide? Um, Port Adelaide, sorry, West Adelaide. Coast, West Coast. Because yeah, they're they're shocking. They're future. But Darling will be back this week. Fingers crossed. We'll see what happens there. He's made his rules. Has he got the rules? Is his his Done all the AFL things he has to do. Yep, he has to do everything he has to do. And, uh, yeah, exactly right. Hey, what about you, mate? What was your sort of big takeouts, your three votes, your three votes for the weekend? Well, I don't really have a lot of three votes because I must say, like, I was just happy football was back. Um, but probably my big thing, and it's probably a bit selfish here, Peps. I mean, Melbourne, I continue to do what they do. You had Big Gawney up there. There's a little bit. You know, just just Melbourne Escort. You know, obviously premierships aren't given away in the early part of the season. No, we have premierships in March, but it's it was very good to see Gorney, very good to see Petrarca, and and obviously Clayton Oliver just diving like flopping around like no one's business. <laughs> so that was good to see. Like Adelaide, I mean Melbourne haven't changed. Lever across the back line doing his thing. So that's didn't always play. Awesome. So you didn't watch the game, did you? No, I didn't watch. <laughs> no, I watched. I watched half of it. I got bored. Perhaps I got bored with the game. Got bored, and then I turned back on, and all of a sudden, beverage is blowing up at Tom. And oh. I can't. We, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Don't go too much into that just now. But then all you know, Bucks is on there, and I'm going, oh god, Christ! Bucks is talking about he was shocked, and Gary was shocked, and they're all shocked. Bit of drama around one, Peps. I like a bit of drama on the round one. I know it was good. Like even even a bit like testy the, people were testy. Oh, it testy. I think there might have been something you know between Tom and. Tom and um, Bevo, and I'll tell you what, if I had to put Bevo and Tom Morris in a ring, I don't reckon that would last more than 10 seconds. Bevo's moustache just on his face would scare Tom Morris. 
into well, tapping out. Round one was just a testy, testy time. Coaches, yeah. players, a bit of everything going on, Peps. And, um, you know, I think also, though, I must admit, one other thing that makes me laugh right, is, what's that? In, you know, I went past the shops and there's already Carlton supporters queuing up for grand final tickets. Wow. They broke the hoodoo, Peps. That's, that's in my top three. They broke that's, the hoodoo. They broke the hoodoo. It's like the season. Hello, here we go. All these people that you never heard back for Carlton. Oh my God, we're back! Look at us! Da 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 da. I had to hear that one more time. Everyone who called any of the sports channels on the next day started off with this. Da 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 da. Hello, insert name. How good is it to see the Blues back? Da da da. Oh God, it was. You almost got as sick of the song as a big big sound during that two thousand and. 19 grand final. It is the it is the AFL's worst song, and I'm coming from a position of authority being a Port Adelaide supporter. <laughs> yours is pretty shit, though. Let's be no, honest. no. Carlton's is worse. Carlton's is the most depressing winning song I've oh, ever heard. we want to put to sleep. It's like <laughs> euthanasia, that song. That's what they – if you ever got – if they ever brought in, um, not corporal punishment, but, you know, the ability to um, kill well, people. That's the way you do it. Play that. And, you know, like we, we don't have the gas chamber. We just strap you into a chair and constantly play the Carlton theme song to you. It's almost like that, would, need, that would kill anybody in five minutes or less. It's almost like they need to chuck in there like a bit of navy and blue, like just something to get oh, a go. Oh, they just need. Maybe it's because there's a lot of old Italian people who are on their last legs and it's just a nice song as before they. Like the Zorba dance. Yeah. <laughs> before they go to sleep uh, for the final time. Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, they were good. They were good on uh, Thursday night. The Blues, good to see. And they've only got Walsh to come back. They lose Chera. They're getting Walsh. They're going to got a pretty pretty strong midfield as well too. And I thought they would have been in some trouble with uh, Liam Jones leaving. But having Weedering back there and McGovern finally maybe having his spot there. Yeah, there's, there's definitely something. Carlton. Like, what was it? A thirty six point turnaround from the third quarter. Yeah, pretty it was good. enough. And even that last quarter, Richmond. I don't know. Once again, it was a little bit like the, the Saturday game with. Essendon and Geelong. Did it yep. say more about Carlton or did it say more about how bad Richmond are going at the moment? I just think Essendon oh, – sorry, Essendon. I think Richmond just took their foot off the accelerator way too early and bang, 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 goal, 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 yep. caught in front. And they just how bad, how bad did Cochin look? Cochin, he, oh, he was slow. Well, he should have pulled the bad the news for them year. as well. You've got Presti is also now going to miss a few weeks, which is – Again, yep. the meatball's out again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I saw him go down. Do you know? Do you know where I saw him go down, J Dog? Who's that? Where's that? Did, did you? Did I? Did I tell you where I saw um, the meatball when he went down on Thursday night? Where it happened? <laughs> no, come on! Right in front of me! Right in front of me! Oh, unbelievable! The meatball. Um, oh, can I also give three votes? Another one, Parko. You have brought the milkshakes to the yard tonight. Sam Doherty coming back. Was there a bigger smile on any football support? Start again. Football supporter, football lover, football aficionado. When Sam Doherty yeah. slaughtered that beast from fifty, yeah, definitely. That, that just that is why our game is so awesome, absolutely totally awesome. And it was just amazing. You know, second bout, he's been able to nail it. He comes back almost burst on ground as well. He was he was a beast. Like talk about the barometer for that team. I know Cripps is captain. Jeez, I tell you what, uh, you, like I almost wanted to jump through the screen and hug him. 
That's how <laughs> uh, it's. Yeah, that's what I love about our great game, mate. Football clubs, when when your back's against the wall, football clubs are always going to be there for you. Always um, going to be there for you. And also to add more insight to injury, uh, Jack is also out as well. Jack who? Rewalt? Jack Rewalt's out with a broken thumb. Oh, he hasn't thumb. done anything for a couple of years anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, so a bit of a dirty night for the Tigers. They lost that. They lost their sort of mantle hold over Carlton in the season opener or what had been before this year. Um, yep. So too early to say where to from here, but definitely there were some signs of the midfield starting to slow down a bit. Carlton really got on top of the clearances and it's, it's, a, it's a little bit exciting. It's a little bit exciting it for is, Carlton fans. It's nice to see a bit of freshness in the, yeah. in the ladder. Well, the top of the ladder won't change all that much, but that, that five to five to eight region, there'll be a bit of change through there. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Can they sustain it? I don't know. All right, so we're going to the drags, Peps. We look at the drags. Oh my goodness! Where do we start here? First and foremost, all right, uh, Essendon. What did you serve up on the weekend? Like I said, I was away uh, camping with the boys on the weekend, and they were so excited at around about two ten p.m on Saturday afternoon, and by about 2.40, they were like, we're going back to the pool. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm talking about the swimming one there, the swimming pool, because they were putrid. Geelong, they were exciting. Dad's army, my goodness, is like we went back to 1940 and when they all played their first season of football together. It, 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 was, it was unbelievable the way that they were just zinging around the park. This is not like Geelong that we know. Chip it back, chip it back, chip it back. But Essendon, Peps. oh. Peps, I always say. And they say, were almost a full strength too. That's the disgusting thing about what they served up. Peps, I always say you leave the game, you pick up the game where you left the last game. And silver lining to every loss that Essendon has because, let's face it, it's been a pretty lean period for them. Um, Peter Wright kicked the last goal of the game, so maybe that's an omen for this week. Continue that form. I mean, it was, a, hell? It was, it was a 10-goal loss, 11-goal loss, but. You've got to find silver linings, Peps. Oh. You're always so negative, Peps. So it was just five years of this. You're just so negative all the time. And I'm just trying to find negative. silver I'm linings. I'm a realist, mate. This is what we love about this. You've hey, by the way, do you know what the on. postcode is? We went down to Lake Epilock. Do you know what the postcode for Lake Epilock is? It's just down the road from where I grew up. Yeah, 6204, which <laughs> happens to be the same number of days since Essendon won a final. Oh, poor Essendon. So oh, I'll let's let hear it. They won't be singing this during finals time for quite a long time. Free from um, a victory. Lost, Free from a victory. Eleven goals. That's that's um that's a respectable first round loss. <laughs> they got pantsed. And you know what? Can, can I? No, no, no. I'll hold off. I'll hold off. Yes. What they kick? How many goals did they kick for the game? It was eleven, wasn't it? Eleven goals for the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Eleven goals for the game. Yep. And. Five of those were kicked by a guy who wasn't even on their list three weeks ago. Yeah, yes, yes. Good recruiting, oh, Peps, is the silver line for that one. Good recruiting. Oh, um, yeah, and it could have got worse. Like, let's, let's, not joke, let's, let's not joke about this. Like, Geelong yeah. kicked 2018. Like, it could have been easily a hunch, easily. You know, at one stage, I was looking hungry. I even turned to the boys and they go, is this going to be a hungry? And they just said, it doesn't really matter at this particular moment in time whether it's 60 or a hungry. It's still bad. 
Yeah, they, they were they were shocking. You know, also, it, it's a bit of a – it's funny, though. You have a look at the ladder and who's towards the bottom. The Doggies were towards the bottom, but they were in front by almost four goals at one stage during the game against the Dukes. Yep. So it's a, it just shows that I think it was like a 24-point margin, something along those lines. Yeah. And they were second. So the games are actually quite close, a lot of them. Yep. There wasn't many blowouts except for the Geelong game. Even yes. the North Melbourne the North Melbourne Hawthorne game, that was actually quite good standard wise for a first game. Like you wouldn't say that often at a Hawthorne North Melbourne game. But yeah. It was actually quite good. Unfortunately, just North went in way too top heavy and when Hawthorne streamed down the other end of the ground, they just didn't have the manpower to stop them. Yep. They probably have to think about that for this week as well, too. The Fremantle Adelaide game. Wow, wow, we wah. That, that was an absolute corker as well. The save the golden fist. <laughs> was already won at the end of that game. What an absolute save, too. So it wasn't I, really any. Can I talk drag. about one? I can talk about yeah. one drag moment, perhaps. I sort oh, of buried the lead earlier. Please mention it. Please mention it. I'm not going to mention the one news we're going to talk about in a second. But I'm going to talk about. I, I, I buried the lead. So the Giants. Like I'm just like just just checking. Giants, are you home? Um. There's a whole other quarter to play in football. There's four quarters, and they literally from they did, they scored three goals in a half a game of football, and Sydney just went bang. And if you watch the the worm, I love the worm. It just goes like peak, 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 and then zoom, drop. Yep, uh, incredible. Like they just are completely devoid of whatever a football club needs to run. Whatever Melbourne's got. Can they just invest some of that into the GWS bank? Because they're just completely devoid of any passion or emotion. Or when the game starts slipping, there's no one that stands up at that club. Problem is the passion wasn't playing. The passion got six weeks for touching an umpire. Mm-hmm. When Toby Green doesn't play, there's no passion in that mob at all. Just, oh, their culture's screwed. Sorry, their culture is screwed. And I don't know what they're going to do to get it right. Cameron's last no year. Idea. Yeah, Cameron's last year. Has to be. Has to be. Oof. You know, they talk about Clarkson going up to Gold Coast. He might be having a look at GWS. GWS are not that, that much better. They've got more talent on their list, established talent, and they've had more, they've had less stripped away from them than Gold Coast. But if I had to put both teams up against it this year, what Gold Coast delivered, even though it was against West Coast, yeah. and what GWS put up, I'd take Gold Coast any day of the week. Yeah. Yeah, they were good. Um, I will have to mention also um, Collingwood. Bit of a new different style as well. Ooh, yes. Mason, as well. Mason's goggles. Peps, don't be a hater. Don't I'm be not a hater. hater but only in America, only a six foot 11 wanker from the States could carry that off. Peps, it's for, it's, it's to help him play better. Why can't you just accept it, Peps, for what it is? He needs to see the game, the ball. All right, I'll, I'll, it's just not, but you know what? Then he has these things on his arms. Have you seen those little sweat bandy things he has on his arms? <laughs> and then it just takes all the credibility away. That just has wanker written all over it. I'm sorry. You tell me what they're for, but that's just got wanker written all over it. I'm sorry. Yeah. So um, the only other, the only other thing that I have to say, which would be uh, a getting drag was just some of the umpiring decisions once again, coming out of it. 50s. I saw the uh, 50s were pretty good, but I yep. did see a couple of 360, 720s on the weekend and, and it wasn't paid. And I was like, hold on, weren't you going to stop that? 
I don't yeah. know. I have no idea. Parco, how did they – he can't wear contacts because of his eyes, because of what's happened to his eye. He can't wear contacts. Parco just asked why he can't wear them. He has to Peps. wear glasses. Peps, can you solve this – and maybe the listeners out there can also solve yeah. it for me. When I was growing up, when I was a Carlton supporter, when I was a young boy, um, I my dad told me that the reason why Stephen Kernahan couldn't kick well at night time is because the contacts copped the glare off the lights in his contacts, so he couldn't see the goals. But during daytime, he could mark the ball perfectly and see the goals perfectly. Is that a real story, or have I just been told one of those like the rabbits and the Great China Wall stories? <laughs> the Emperor Nazi Goring. <laughs> Yeah, keep the bunny to keep the rabbits out. I don't know, listeners. If you can answer that on our Facebook page, is that true? Is that a true thing? The contacts give you. That's the listener question for this week, Jamie. Do contact lenses give you glare? Can you're putting that one up tonight? As a Carlton, as as a Carlton fan, Kernahan was terrible at nighttime games, but an absolute dead eye during the daytime games. And I thought that that, that, and that was the reason he lost that game, uh, and it was a tie against Essendon. Because the glare from the sun coming off. No, from the contacts, the glare from the light onto the contacts. The glare of Mill Hannah's forehead. Mill Hannah would do. Mill Hannah was a sensational cooter. All right, let's get into the news of the round. Once again, there's not a lot lot of news to sort of get around, but there's probably a couple of things that have caused. So we're going around the grounds with our newsman. He's the man we know as Jamie the G-Dog Wallace. He's the news hound. He's got the news of the week. Jamie, well, what have you got for us around the ground? Well, let's just uh, let's just go with the top. It's because of what we do. We have to talk about it. They roll into each other. It's sort of just like one of those stories. Oh, it's like looking into a mirror. Oh, hey, Jazz. Um, so with the we've obviously got the the Bevo explosion going off at Tom Morris for reporting that um, you know the team list was leaked a little earlier. And uh, Bevo in the press conference post-game, obviously a little bit fired up about the loss, but um, had a massive crack at Tom Morris, calling him a muckraker and a disgrace to the media, a disgrace to himself, telling him to leave the uh, press box area. Um, it, it, it was quite personal and all because Tom Morris just reported that there was, a, there was a, an out, not dropped for disciplinary. Um, who was the player again? Tom uh, Jack, 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 Jack. Hunter. Oh, sorry, Lockie Hunter. Um, not because of disciplinary reasons. It's just he was dropped purely on just being dropped. Um, <laughs> and he got in such a little hissy fit about it at the press conference. But then, as you think that story is finished, so the next day, journalists come on. We've got Caro asking for a six-figure fine because bringing the game into disrepute with such a comment against the media journalist um, you had all the news outlets talking about it. Bevo went on and, and recorded one of those fake apology videos during the Western oh, Bulldogs. I don't think. I'm I don't sorry, think it was fake. I, I don't think it was fake. I've I, I've watched it. Peps, he was reading the screen like this. Uh, yeah, he had to read sorry, what he was going to say, I'm but sorry. I think there was a bit of. <laughs> it's like me in a Zoom. It's like me in a Zoom meeting. I'm just looking at the people, not actually looking at what I'm doing. Yeah, no, I think there was a bit of merit in his. You could see there was a bit of merit in his face and a bit of eyes. Um, no, I don't know. Eyes as well. so, no, I think like he a, seems like the type of guy that no, would. No, I had the, had the text had, had the text Walker sort of sorry uh, feels. Oh no, 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 that text Walker one was a shocker. Um, oh, all right, was, so then, so cheap. then, literally twenty hours later, twenty four hours later, no, twenty hours later, <laughs> then 
the WhatsApp gets uh, gets circulated around the media news, and all of a sudden, Tom Morris has gone on record at a voice recording in a private WhatsApp message between his mates, working with his mates. Uh, maybe mates is a loose term to use if they're recording their own iPhones and sharing messages and sending those things around. But anyway, oh. um, J-Dog. About him, basically him outing someone in the media and calling her all sorts of things. And, uh, yeah, it had that about it. It had a bit of beating, didn't it? It had um, a bit of beating. So, as you can imagine, Fox pretty much sacked him within 30 minutes that decision was made. Um, and the world just was in stuff like the world. Australia, footy fans, were stunned. That's all come out, and uh, Tom's come out and said an apology and all those sorts of things. Um, the reporter, which I will not talk about on this show, has come out and said that's not the way that she would have liked to have come out in the world. But um, you know, um, let's just see what happens from there. But what a way to blow up your media career, and what a way, what just what a twenty four hours. It, it was funny. It was interesting. Like we, we're getting stuff in here. Um, Jared Hodgetts, welcome outlaw. Rue Boy Outlaw, how did it get leaked? We're having a chat about this on the weekend, and, and I don't know how it got leaked. And we were saying it's a dog act by mates for letting it leak. But you tend to think it might have been that he sent it to one of his mates, and then his mate has sent it to somebody, and that person, so a third party. But I don't know, Jamie. I know in, in the industry that we work in, we've got to be really conscious about what we say. We're not talking about the podcasting, but what we do is, as professionals. Mm-hmm. You have to be so careful in everything that you say. And when you were saying this, as soon as it goes to another party, it's out of control. It's out of your um, existence and it can go anywhere. And you know that they say that the, the, the social media world is, the, is, is not the real world. It just goes to show that like that, your career could be over. And especially when you see what happened the night before, you start to think, did he know something about that? Beverage know something about that? Or it just happened to be a coincidence. But that's just way to blow up your career it. in 24 hours. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, one of the unfortunate things about the boys club of the AFL, like look at Wayne Carey, his track record is not fantastic and he's welcomed with open arms and I'm sure Tom will have some time away and we'll probably get picked up again as a reporter. Um, but. Yeah. Um, Not on our show. We have standards. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's just it's just a really shit situation. Um, Tom shouldn't have said those things about anyone. That's really, really poor. Um, talk about your colleagues like that. Talk about anyone like that. But um, if I'm yeah. going to talk about you like that, Jamie, I'll do it to your face. Exactly right, Peps. But you know, also you know, Tom Tom has shit mates as well. That's that's shit mates. That's the way. He, that's the way. Unfortunately, it is. Yeah, yeah. So he said his thing. Bevo has apologised. I don't know if there's a fine. Well, there was a fine with Bevo for saying what oh, he said about Morris or been swept grand. under the rug quick. Another twenty grand. There wasn't a 20? fine, but the Bulldogs are donating twenty grand to uh, some charity of some sort. So yeah, self-imposed because you really couldn't. What could you find him about? He wasn't bagging out anybody. He had a shot at a reporter. What are they going to find him for? Yeah. So uh, he wasn't bagging out the league; he was bagging out somebody else. So, yeah, he, he they donated they donated something from that perspective. But outside of that, it, it was pretty average. Um, J Dog, yes. What's the next one? 
Uh, okay, so we've got some tribunal errors again. So we're probably going to be talking about the two peps. You want to talk about the two that have come up for review? Or you want to talk just the whole general vibe of the tribunal? Because, peps, I cannot do this for five, <laughs> for another year of this, peps. You get so angry at tribunal, I'll let you have your say. All right. Can I just, look, J-Dog, if it goes to tribunal, it goes to tribunal. I get that. All right. First of all, Nick Cox. No, was it Cook? The big dopey ruck, Sam Draper. Yeah. Throws a round arm, gets a fine. That's a week any day of the year. How are you supposed to stomp it out, right? It's a fine. Then you have three others that go up. you got Rory Sloan for, a, for an attempted eye gouge. That's what they were thinking it was about. Contact to the eye. Mm-hmm. You've got Willie Rioli with an, a, um, a collision against Matt. You can't break me. His nickname is the Hilux because he's unbreakable. <laughs> and you've then got uh, Mitch Robinson. Now, we're a big fan of Mitch because we love the way he plays his game. But he basically braced himself for contact. Uh, he went in low. You're allowed to go in low. Yeah, but you're at, allowed to, at, what, at the head. You're not, you're, allowed, you're not allowed to bump for the head. You're not allowed to turn and, and go for he, the, that area. He didn't get him in the head. He got him in the shoulder. Still can't right. do it. You, you can't. Jamie, shut up. This is, why we, this is why you don't like it because I'll fight back at you. <laughs> but how does, how does Willie Rioli get off for what he did? Like he jumped into him and they're saying, you know what it is? Because he didn't come out with a concussion. If he had a concussion, he would have got weeks. But once again, the AFL, it's all about the outcome, not the intent. Rory Sloan, okay, got that one off. And I agree with that one wholeheartedly. But Mitch yeah. Robinson, nobody has told me what Mitch Robinson could do. What else could he have done to present? And you want to talk about players going down like a, a wet rag. I know that. Xavier Dersma. My Xavier God, my Dersma friend. had his head over the ball, and he Mitch didn't even Robinson get hit in the head. He copped a little, he copped his a shoulder. Little, you're allowed to, mate, Jamie. You're allowed to drop you're your shoulder. Allowed you're allowed to. Allowed to, do to that. Pre- so let's just let's just. I know it's only round one, and we've got a lot of time for this. And I know you're, you're firing me up here, and everybody loves it. But what, what else could Robinson have done? You don't. If you can give me an answer. What else? For a hip and shoulder, you 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 let the player run what? into you. Oh, so front on contact. You you can't so, do it. So you basically, he can stand. For a shoulder. You're not allowed to do that. We know that rule, Peps. But he 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 didn't turn. He didn't turn. Okay, he, so he, he, he meant, just braced. He braced. You're allowed so to brace. Now you're saying contact. it's based on just purely the injury. If he if he snapped his neck, that's weeks. But if he hits him in the collarbone for the exact same action, we're fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. He didn't even in the head. Ooh, it's a contact sport. J- Jamie. Jamie. Precedent. Okay. So, all right. So, if he, um, let's just say uh, a player goes up for a mark, mm-hmm. knees a player in the thigh, that turns into a corky, mm-hmm. and he misses three weeks. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that? But the AFL have said you cannot. If a player is there, you cannot turn and hit them with that part of your body. Okay. Contact on that part of the body. Jamie, Jamie, he was literally standing still when this happened. He was in the same spot. Dersma ran into him. Yeah, he so just, just don't, don't, don't twist your what, body into them. You're, just, Jamie, you've got the right to protect yourself as well. You, you have the right. to but, hip and shoulder. Jamie, he went, to, he went to brace for the bump. You're like, and he didn't get him in the head, which is sacrosanct. So this is what <laughs> I don't understand. It was a perfect bump. The guy got injured. That's what you get for being a Port Adelaide softie. No, we all, all right. know it. 
You no. peps, I know, I know you know it. I know you know it. You no, would... no, I don't know, Jamie. I don't agree with it. He didn't hit him in the head. It wasn't a dirty act. He didn't line him up. He just braced for contact. He got him in a weak part of the body, and he's gone down. That's it's like that's we, a we need to go in sport. We need to go and have a review, like like a five minute review. We can both watch the incident again, and then come What's back. What's the point? And... You're still going to say your stupid argument, and I'm going to still give my <laughs> positive argument. Where we here ten minutes later? It's that's just so not funny. right, mate. It's just. It's not I'm, right. I'm pro Robinson getting a getting a suspension. No. You need to stop that action. Which, which action was worse? The Rioli one or what Mitch Robinson did? Take out, take out mm-hmm. the injury. Which action, if you put them both side by side, which is worse? Where well, a guy the, jumps off the ground and turns to hit a guy high? Or well, a that's guy, the argument. The AFL believe that he was going for the I don't, ball. No, no, Jamie. Jamie. Like oh, for God. He was nowhere near that mark. Have, oh, he fucking frustrate me every freaking year, this mob. <laughs> Dick, mate, I keep saying it. Common sense is like deodorant. The ones who need it most never never use it. Are you saying about, the, about the AFL? Oh, both of you. Just as bad as each other. <laughs> All right. All right, let's move yeah. on. Let's now move there's, on. There's, there's one other news of the week, and it's not football related, and it happened today. Oh, yes, go for it, Pep. Uh, Ash Barty. Oh, Devo. I, I, I don't. It was like totally out of the blue. Like, where did it come from? Mm-hmm. Uh, they reckon the signs were there. She won Wimbledon. That was her goal. She won the Australian Open. She's finished on top. Good honour. What more can you say? Like, Go and do something if, else. If, if, you know, I've, got, I've got kids, you've got kids. Mine are at the age they understand sport. And I, and I say to my daughter, does she watch a sport with me? And even Noah to a degree, I go, kids, that's how you handle yourself. Yeah. That is just, that's, that's class. She's just class. And she's just an Aussie, an Aussie who loves her sport. She loves a beer and she just treats people as an equal. That's the impression I get from her. And, She's going out like that. It's a shame because you're a bloody good representation for this country and you're going to be sorely missed. And I hope, hope that she plays for GWS and gives them some spirit. Yeah. <laughs> well, one day we might see her back. She may return. She's still young. She may she's return. She's only 25. Yeah, she definitely. May, definitely. She, may, she may, after a couple of years, whatever she's doing with her life, decide I want to come back like she did with tennis. Why not? Play cricket, play cricket and then come back. Why not? Why not? Hey, yeah. J-Dog, yes. guess what? We have our um, rising star. We do. How good, how good was this? This guy's come completely out of the – he was brought up earlier on, came in on the chat, and I couldn't say it because we were going to go to this guy. But We were. Nick Martin, my oh, – like it was just – you watch that game and – he kicks a couple and like, who's this kid? But then it just, it was just like how many more? And it was another and another and another. He's ended up with 27 touches, 10 marks. Mm-hmm. He's kicked five. They've kicked 11 in total. Like, it was just, it was just an awesome showing. And I know they're talking about, what about Josh Rochelle and, and uh, Horn Francis and all these other guys. Uh, uh, Hayes, what's his name? Jack Hayes from the Saints. No. He's too old, so he can't get it. But this kid kicks five in a team that was getting enhanced yep. from a midfield that was doing absolutely nothing. Like, he was not even on their list three weeks ago. 
No. That's even the, sh- the most shocking part about it is that he, he was part of the SSP. They brought him on. Good on him. And he wears zinc cream too. Like, there's a fellow who knows his place in society. Good <laughs> on you, young fella. Look, hey, will he win it? Probably not. But there's a, probably a lot of Essendon people that could maybe have a look at what that kid did. Take a leaf at his, out of his very, very small but um, yeah. professional book. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Missed the, uh, didn't get picked up in the 2019 draft and went away for two years and, and just focused on playing footy. And um, yeah, had an opportunity through the, um, through the SPV and pick five goals, win a rising star nomination. And he's going to get, he's going to be able to go and put on a suit and go to a fancy dinner at the end of the season. Good on you, young fella. He might not get to the Brownlow, but he is going to an AFL event and you know, anything can happen at those AFL events. Yeah, yeah. All right, big fella. uh, Well, I just want to say just a final thing. There is a connection there because, you know, I think Port Adelaide also take a fair um, credit from this as well because he used to play alongside Mitch Georgiades over there in uh, Subiaco. So I just want to just Port Adelaide once again influencing the league to such the level of degree they do. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) did Georgiades play on the weekend? Uh, Yep, yeah, he did, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a quiet game. It's a quiet game. It's a quiet game. So quiet basically, game. you've decided to keep the person who had the quiet game and not even pick the guy up who's going to be a gun. Yeah, good work. Good work. And your and your ski double up's going to be out for a number of weeks as well too. Unfortunately, good old Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Uh, we've got it. We've got a half our backline out now. That's this is going to be good. We only had five out last week and we still beat the runners up. So double cobras to the T's. Hey, guess what it's time yes. for, J Dog? What's up? It is time for a bit of. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Here comes the money because we've had a couple of massive contracts come in over the last uh, couple of days. So the big one, Jack McRae, five extra years at the Dogs. Huge. Keeping him at the kennel for a more, oh, geez, another, what, well, it's obviously another five years, so I think it's to the end of 2025. Yep. Or six. Not a bad one. I would have probably shopped around a little bit. Um, probably a few other clubs on the rise. Dogs are probably on the slide at the moment. It's after getting the by the bees again. But good on him. He's made a massive contract. That's a big one. Good news to come out of Doggies. They've got quite a few that have to sign up for the rest of the year. So it's going to be interesting as they blow through. But another one has signed up the D's. Tom Sparrow or Tom, I bang him in from 50 Sparrow. <laughs> Two more of the D's. They're just solidifying that grand final team. It's great to have him on board. Absolutely love that decision. He loves it at the D's. There was a bit of interest from the Adelaide clubs to try and bring him back, but he wanted to stay where the future is. And I'll tell you what, stay tuned because if he keeps on the rise he's going, he is going to – he's a future All-Australian that bloke. Yeah. In my yeah. personal eyes, I reckon he's got something got something going too. So that's where the money is, splashing the cash style. Well, All right. I know for Port Adelaide Peps, I know people are very interested in our, in our trinity. Uh, two of them were locked away. So we locked away Zach Butters and Connor Rosie. Oh, um, hold on. And Dan Houston. Oh. Mr. 55 metres himself. And uh, we also locked away our first round draft pick this year, Josh Sin, who decided to sign up for another couple. Oh, good contract. on you. Good on you, Port. Finally signing up 
signing up average players and leaving uh, other good players like uh, Nick Pips. There is a lot of young guys who have just come through the draft and are just signing some extensions. Like, you know, we had Neil Eremus from uh, Frio. Yep. Get a little extension on top of the contract to signing that way when he joined up. So we're starting to see, I think it's a bit of a trend we're starting to see now with some of these players is quite quickly clubs are locking them away within their first year or so of being at the club, asking for an extra year or two on their extension, which I think is is good because it's a shame when you lose good talent like that. Um, after two or so years, so I'm all for it. Okay, so I know the listener question is throwing it out there that wearing contact lenses, do you get affected by the glare at night time? That's the first question. Mm-hmm. Only the second question is, do you think the first round of the draft should get a three-year contract rather than two? Can you define first round with all these picks and academies and stuff like that? Whoever your first pick in the draft is. Oh, well, whoever you pick up in the first round of the draft until everybody goes around once. Or do you just make a blanket, extend it from two years to three years? Hmm. Okay. I can look at that question. Yeah, I like like the question. I like the question. Can you lock away your young kids more? Yes. Yeah. Uh, One last thing before we sort of uh, move into uh, into time on. Mm Mm-hmm. The Joe Danaher contract situation. Ooh. Does that does that have a bit of pub test uh, sniff about that? What part are you not happy with that? Um, and I actually forgot too. Logan McDonald has also signed up as well, yes. so a bit and of splash there. I think as well. And uh, yes. Oh, and can I also throw in another three votes? I forgot this one. How good was it to see Paddy McCartan back on the field after everything that that bloke's gone through? Slots himself down back. Happy, no mental scars, just mwah, absolutely gorgeous. Just gorgeous to see him on the ground, not gorgeous from a yep. fan perspective. Yep. Oh, um, Buddy Pets. Sorry, Danaher and then Buddy, the Buddy situation, the 20-minute uh, timeout. But talk about Danaher first. Yeah, Danaher. Is there a bit of sniffness about this contract? What, what element do you not like about it? Well, they signed him up on a three-year, con- three-year contract, right? Yes. And then that – so that got – Essendon a higher pick in the first draft because of the compensation rules. Yes. And then in the second year of the contract, they're going to give him another two years on top of that. Mm-hmm. So it's now actually a five-year contract rather than just a three because if it was a five-year contract, he would have got less money and the compensation wouldn't have been as much. Um, how does it work? Is it purely money or is it money and contract length? Money, contract, and age. Right. And he okay. was in that sweet spot. Um. Well, Brisbane are quite handy at going around the rules. Remember, they picked up a certain uh, Luke, a premiership captain, Luke. Ringing a bell, Peps? No, not Luke Dallas. Power? Peps. No, 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 no. Come on, come on. Ex-Hawthorne captain. Hodge. Hodge. Retired. He retired, retired and then they got him out of retirement, so it circumnavigated all the trading and stuff like that. So yeah, Brisbane are quite crafty. Yeah, but he went there to help out. No, um, they still didn't have to give anything up for him. They didn't have to yeah. change money. He wouldn't have money. got much for him anyway. Clever, um, Brisbane, clever. I like it. I think there's something sniffy about that. All right. And what about all the right. buddy? The buddy 20-minute halftime. Buddy, yeah, the buddy break. Apparently there's going to be like a 20-minute break when Buddy kicks his – Thousand. Yeah. Could you imagine long, if it, it goes to half time and he kicks it one minute after half time and then you're having another 20 minute break? 
I think they'll just roll it in there, wouldn't they? They wouldn't worry just, about that. Just play with the people on the field. <laughs> 20 minute feels excessive. Ah, oh, it's just the AFL. Get man. on, rub his head, get off again. Don't worry. It'll be, if they have that 20 minutes, it'll give them enough time for, um, for Nathan Brown to give his sports bet update. <laughs> um, also, right. Peps, why, why does the golf cart take, these long, take so long to get a player off the field these days? When a player goes down injured and they have to get the stretcher out, it feels like it takes forever. It's I a good 15, 20 minute break. It just takes forever. I don't know. We've I got golf know. carts. Get them off there. I, I don't Get know, Jamie. If I had the answer, I'd give it to you. It's annoying, I, I, Peps. They've got to open the gate. Like, just why isn't the gate open already, dickheads? You already got out there. You know what's happening. I don't Get know. I don't know. Oh, sorry. His collarbones calm down. Wednesday night. Oh no, Wednesday night. Hey, last thing, last thing before we uh, get it. One week at a time. Let's have a look. What game are you looking forward to this week? Because it all starts tomorrow night on Thursday night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's been mm-hmm. a big week already. Doggies and the Blues. Ugh. Pass. Um, let's go and have a look. Friday, Saturday. Oh, is, is there much to think about this weekend? Mm. Bulldogs, Carlton. All right, let's go. Bulldogs, Carlton. Let's quickly do our tips. Bulldogs, Carlton. I'm going Carlton because Bailey Smith's not playing. Um, I'm going to go the Bulldogs to bounce back. Okay. Uh, Friday, Sydney, Geelong. That's be a good game. Uh, SCG. That'd be, yeah, be a good one. That will be a good one. Um, Sydney for me. Sydney. Yeah, I'm going Sydney as well too. I think there's, there's, they've got something going and they'll do anything to get Buddy. He's four goals. Well, Dad's Army, once again, it's going to be after 7.50 p.m. As we know, older people like to go to bed early, seven, four, five o'clock in the afternoon, so they're the not cold, going to be cherry The right cold now. weather hurts the joints. Exactly right. Uh, Collingwood, Adelaide, Saturday, 1.45 p.m. This is Collingwood. Collingwood, yeah. Yep. Essendon, Essendon, Brisbane, Saturday, 4.35 p.m. S- Brisbane. Brisbane, yep. Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide, <laughs> Port Adelaide <laughs> Hawthorne. 26th of March, 7.40 p.m. Crikey, there's a lot of late games on this Saturday. Um, Yeah, this is going to be a Port Adelaide one for me. Port, yep, I like that as well too. Uh, Gold Coast versus Melbourne, 8 p.m. Big Trev and Dana and the Love Machine are going up and my sister-in-law and little Jackie boy are going up to watch this one. Peps, you get an invite to the family? No. I, I, no. We, I didn't get an invite. Mary and I didn't get one. But that's that, okay. I know that we saw is my rough. That is rough. Um, all right. So for me, I'm going to go to the Gold Coast Suns. We're just doing that to piss me off. No, uh, no. Melbourne I'm telling you what, Raul is, is going to towel up Oliver. All right. Oliver, awesome. Raul will just run past Oliver and Oliver will flop like, uh, I'm dead. I'm dead. Give me a 50. Throw his head back. <laughs> so, uh, so North and wet toast, Sunday. Keep dogging around the back. Hey, 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 can we hey get Petrarca, to the next Petrarca, game? Petrarca, Petrarca, can you give me a handball, please? Give me a handball. Give me a handball. I can't, I can't get it myself. Oh, fucking um, Yeah, it's, it's going to be the Fanta Pants versus the Ginger Ninja. It's going to go <laughs> off. Hey, uh, North West Coast. Uh, yeah, this big, it actually might be a I, good I, game. This will be the good game, I reckon. I reckon North have got this one. Um, yeah, Wet North toast don't be, travel. Be, no, and North just purely because it's at Marvel. Yep. Uh, Richmond GWS. Whoever loses this, oh. season's over. 
Oh, you, you're calling that early. I'll tell you why. Because if you lose your first two games of the year, there's only a 10% chance that you can get back into the eight at the end of the season. Well, I'm going Richmond because Giants are just the most depressing team to watch in the AFL. Oh, no, I think that's the next one. St. Kilda and Fremantle in Rio. Here we go. Um, I'm going to go Rio on this one here. And I'm going Frio as well too. Hey, big fella, what a cracking episode to start our first major review of round one. So just a few things, everybody. We're going to be back 8 p.m. Tuesday nights every week. We just had one of the co-hosts with the most double booked himself last night because he actually forgot the footy was on. Apologize. There was a committee meeting I had to be part of. So we're back on Tuesday nights. Second of all, I'm a VIP, Pardon? I'm a VIP. You're a (laughs) (laughs) Um, Second of all, I dropped an interview with Tim Costello and the effect sports gambling is having on uh, football as well. The politician? No, that's the brother. He was the the chief executive of World Vision for uh, many, many years and is now leading the push against uh, anti-gambling advertising and then the way it's taking over. Like I said, uh, many, many people have heard this one before, but you know, just in 2021, in the first 10 years, first 10 months of the year, 397 gambling ads people were exposed to per day out of control. So get onto that one. We'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, but more importantly, that's it. That's round. And be back next week. Get on the chat. Uh, tell everybody about us. Leave a review for us on iTunes or Spotify because you know what? The more people that get to know about us, uh, the bigger this community gets. And you like our uh, the lace out shirt? Hmm, stay tuned oh, for more. The old one, old school, new school, exactly right. And Dusty Tycoon, Parco's horses racing in Doomburn on Saturday. Each way chance, but there's only one chance that we've got to say, and that's to you, J Dog, and the lace outlaws out there, big fella. How do you want your footy? I like it, lace out. Before I go quickly, Sonny Bill versus Barry Hall tonight. If you've paid per view at like sixty bucks a ticket, wherever it was. Yep. Can you give us a streaming link? Have a great <laughs> night, everybody. We're tight asses. We don't want to pay for it. We've got kids and we've got to buy nappies. That's right. See you later, Have everyone. Have a great week. Hope your team wins. And go D's! Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Place Out. Head over to iTunes and Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. And remember, join us every single Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time on our Facebook page with yours truly, Christopher Pepper, and the co-host with the most, Jamie Wallace, giving you your footy how you want it. Face out.